How's this? I guess either he- I yeah. wore headphone one, spoke in a microphone yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. So my head, I apparently hit record at some point during all of this. It's fine. This um, is the intro now. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, you're the intro now. Yeah. We've got too much to talk about this week. I have to cut the intro shorter so you don't get to enjoy the super cool theme music, everybody. I'll put it at the end. You'll put it at the end, too, just so that you don't feel gypped. Griff is going to make sure that our uh, appropriately licensed uh, intro music. You say that like it's not appropriately licensed. (laughs) No, we're totally on the up and up. That's what surprises me is that we've done all of this. Like a it's, proper yeah. radio show yeah, podcast yeah. person. Well, I don't know about radio show. Um, <laughs> we do have a soundboard, though. But we do have a soundboard. Do you know how, so this is a completely unrelated story, but do you know how difficult it was? I got to be a, a, on, a, on a panel as like a authoritative MSP who's using one of these products. and, and Wait, you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, that was my response back to her. I said... Absolutely, I'll do it. But um, are you sure you're not emailing the wrong person? <laughs> uh, you're either yeah, you're either emailing the wrong guy, or you're desperate. Um, and she said, "No, no, you'll be funny." Um, and I <laughs> and I wasn't. Ooh. I was. Bo- I think I made one joke about making about a boat, uh, which is the same joke I make every time. Is mm-hmm. is that I want to be rich enough to have I a boat? I laughed at that, but. Uh, but yeah, probably because you're like, he's an idiot. <laughs> I've heard that a million times. You're like, I can't believe this guy put that in there. But uh, I set up my webcam where we record our podcast, and our podcasting um, studio's equipment can actually interface with a computer. So I was using that for my audio in and audio. So I was using these microphones and everything. The webcam was on a tripod and everything. <laughs> everything. So I sent the picture to Shanna, and that's why she made the comment about, I love the setup. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, because I had the soundboard in, do you know how hard it was to not just randomly oh, press sound effects? I didn't think about that. You know, I've got the sad crickets thing. Yeah. Like, and all I wanted to be like is after somebody said something and there was a lull, <laughs> I just wanted to, all crickets. I wanted to do was hit the cricket button. Oh, man. At least you didn't. That would have been. Because <laughs> could you imagine, and I'm going to do this on the fly, but I'm pretty sure I always do it wrong. Yeah, see, Which I would have just. Been good. So I spent the whole time yesterday just so if you look and you go back and you were to look at this recording uh, of this of this uh, panel, you will see me staring at the soundboard <laughs> and contemplating whether it would be funny or not. If you said your boat joke and then did the rim shot, I think that would have been appreciated. Oh, how great would that be? Yeah, that would have been good. I really just want to be rich enough to have a boat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I we've already digressed. And we got so much to talk about, Griff. Yeah, let's go over some security news. So much. I think there's some big things, uh, and I know everyone's probably heard about some of the stories that we're going to talk about. So I think so because some of them have have, have hit um, major news already. So it's affected our economy. <laughs> and 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 we've done so much. I haven't even introduced you, and I haven't even introduced me. Oh, I guess so we, we won't do that. <laughs> no, of course, of course. Listen, I am Matt Almadinger, and I always am joined. Well, I guess not always joined by, but you're usually here at least via Zoom call or something. If uh, if the if the COVID's out there on a, on a high high me. note, but uh, but yeah, Griffin, uh, welcome with me. So 
let's let's start off with this. API keys are this um, really fantastic technology that allow platforms to share data with each other. It's much more simplistic compared to the old ways. It's it's. Uh, I don't even know it, what the old ways were. <laughs> well, if you go back far enough, you will you'll learn about XML and what they call SOAP. Um, which is kind of the beginning stages of what some of that API stuff is. Mm -hmm. um, you'll have things like uh, in businesses, they, they uh, especially in logistics companies, they would use an electronic data interchange called EDI. Um, but the idea was just ways of talking. And all of them were super complicated and not necessarily um, all that secure. Well, in the modern day, we have this application programming interface, AKA's API. There is this idea of being able to share data. Primarily, it's very much a Web 2.0 type of uh, terminology that consists of a what they call a key and a secret, an API key and an API secret. Um, these are really complicated generated strings that are super long and virtually unguessable, and um, they work like a username and password. So why am I talking about this programming stuff when we normally talk about tech news? Well, there's a very interesting story that I was just reading as we were getting together this morning, and it was that a security researcher recently had his Twitter account compromised. He was perplexed because he's a security researcher, and he's like, I've been doing this all the right way. Um, I have two-factor on my Twitter. This is obviously Twitter. You got hacked. <laughs> He, they didn't. And, and look, we, we're firm proponents of everybody makes a mistake. And that's what happened was is that, um, and, and you can vouch for this when we do some of the social media stuff, he had a, an old WordPress site. Now, we'll come back to the old part, but he had a WordPress site that was integrated with Twitter. How do you integrate so that when he posts a blog, API. it would say, hey, mm -hmm. a new blog is ready. I'm going to push it out to Facebook, Twitter, everywhere it needs to go so that people can see it, they can click on it. This is the whole premise of inbound methodology when we talk about the marketing side. So doing all of that correctly. Well, this was an old WordPress site <clears throat> that had been compromised. That's a red flag already is the old WordPress site. Well, so it, it was an older WordPress site, I think. Uh, maybe it was his live, but whatever. WordPress is we're not huge fans of it around here because of um, Other security for lots of stuff, <laughs> security being one of them. But what was interesting is they compromised that, which gave them access to the API key, which allowed them to effectively use the API to completely control his Twitter. Mm. Now, in this situation, it was just Twitter. But it does make us think a lot about the fact that if you were to identify and say, look, my WordPress site was hacked. That's not really a big deal because it's just blogs. But an integration with like an e-commerce shop yes. that has PayPal associated with it or whatever. And it really makes us think about when you're evaluating risk, yeah. you need to make sure that if something has the ability to communicate via API, you need to immediately invalidate those keys. Yeah. And so that situation wouldn't have happened if he knew the compromise. So it's it's not that, that this security researcher did anything wrong, but it brings to light something really important, which is even API integrations need to be assessed as part of your 
um, if you've been compromised. So you can't just say, look, it was just our website. What if your website, you, you hit it. What if your website integrated, and there's a lot of WordPress integrations for e-commerce, oh, yeah. integrated with your online store, mm-hmm. and they were able to pull customer data. So thought that was just, I mean, poor guy, because he also went on a bit of a tirade blaming Twitter, and then it was... He, it was actually him. <laughs> he went really quiet after all of that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, be careful. If you've been compromised or you think you've been compromised, make sure you're thinking about API keys. That's 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 our first lesson today. Man, that scares me, yeah, because, you know, <laughs> it, that's a that's something that gets overlooked very easily, and a lot of people don't understand how that even functions. So, And, and we rely heavily on them. Yeah, you know? a lot of people um, do. Yeah, so... What about Jedi? Do you remember Jedi? I'm going to transition. Um, we talked about Jedi. Non, Non-Dean Kane, uh, like Did I get his name right no, this time? No, it's Dean Kamen, but that's fine. <laughs> so whatever. Uh, Dean Kamen. It's part of the joke now. <laughs> <laughs> we were looking at, um, I think at the tail end of last year, Microsoft won the contract for Jedi, offering cloud services specifically for the Department of Defense. It would be all isolated, mm-hmm. all of that. Well, since that's, you know, there's just been a ton of political noise around it, one of which is Amazon thinks that they won it fair and square. And so there's lawsuit after lawsuit and complaint and political pressure to the point where Pentagon may actually shut the whole thing down. Yeah. So we, it was pretty set in stone that Microsoft had won it, I thought. So why is Amazon all of a sudden coming out and saying, well, it's actually us? They said, well, you know, in typical fashion, they said that it was political and that um, former President Trump made sure that uh, Amazon wasn't allowed in because of whatever political reason. Huh. Okay. Well, interesting. So it's been in litigation and the litigation has been permitted. Um, And so here we sit and the Pentagon's pretty much just sick and tired of the drama. So they're just saying pull the whole thing. <laughs> they're gonna they're looking at pulling the whole thing. Wow. Okay. That's that's interesting. I wonder if that uh, that news traffic puts cloud in the bad light. We'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how this one will affect it. There's part of me thinks still the parlor thing um, uh, may have been more damaging because that was a public sector item. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a government contract for defense-based things and not that that's not a big deal but we'll have to see how that plays out but the jedi program which um jedi which was the joint enterprise defense infrastructure man you're good you're (laughs) absolutely good it is it's the joint enterprise defense infrastructure um nerdily named because it's also computer-based after the star wars franchises little uh i'm gonna call them ninjas but uh, they're not um the jedi more like Look, if you don't, if, <laughs> they are more like samurai. That was the word I was actually looking for. But you want to talk about the dark side, oh, which dark is side. you know we know is the <laughs> that bad was a guys. Good segue. <laughs> it was a great Dean Kamen. Um, but we do move on from the dark side in Star Wars to the dark side here on uh, uh, not Ohio, the world. The world. I think they think they're Russian. Um, <laughs> The ransomware group Darkside um, has famously, since we've last talked, taken down Colonial Pipeline on the East Coast. Which is huge. That has affected everybody so far. The gas hoarding, the yeah. price spikes, everything. 
And isn't that isn't that crazy? This is like the toilet paper of 2021. Do you remember last year? I mean, how could you not? Yeah, how could you not? It's about that same time, actually. And it is, it is about the same time um, where people are hoarding gas because it's it's so hard to get, and people are filling up. Don't fill up plastic bags, people. Oh, man, Stop I've seen videos of that. that. I don't Why? understand. How do people even, like... Think that although some people are buying things for like that are designed for like vegetable oil, like the giant big plastic, and I say giant plastic. (laughs) Yes, I saw I saw something funny. It was like uh, you know a mock post of like, hey, everybody go out and uh, buy those styrofoam coolers because they're super easy to like buy and transport. (laughs) You put a whole bunch of gas in them. Yeah, no, that makes uh, napalm actually (laughs) if that catches fire. It just. It, it's it blows my mind that there's the the panic levels in people and I I mean I guess I get it it's it's you know it's a um, you know f- a flight or fight kind of personality type of thing and it's people just want to make sure that they're not affected but uh, but yeah so ransomware hit Colonial Pipeline it's predominantly it's a it's on the East Coast it's one of the largest pipelines. Uh, in the United States. I think I read it was 20 to 30% of the gas for the nation passes through it. Yes, exactly. So that's a pretty large percentage. (laughs) That would make you one of the largest, absolutely. If 20 to 30% of something passed through your your pipeline. Yeah. Well, they got infected, and it affected literally everything. The control systems got affected by it and were locked down. The, you know, so everything. There was some entertainment in the system admin space which was about three or four days after all of this happened there was a job posting for colonial pipeline for a new um a cso oh gosh and they said how would you like this job you know there's they not a the mess like, yeah yeah <laughs> good stuff but i would assume that somebody lost their job <laughs> yeah yeah uh, or they didn't have a cso which ah, honestly, is scary it's more likely yeah which is scary i don't know uh, who knows? So um, somebody needed to be a scapegoat, but but everybody, you know, the joke on um, the reddits and stuff that I follow regarding that were just, yeah, I don't think I'm going to apply for that job, mm-hmm. not yet. <laughs> so where are we at now with it, though? Yeah, they ended up paying out the five million dollars. Um, yeah. They had to. Yeah. There was just there was no way they could get up and running fast enough, and all of this. But of course, it's made international news. What is more fascinating, of course, we usually do talk about this and we tell you you really shouldn't pay these guys because it just... But it seems to be that the group Darkseid actually has a heart. They may have a really terrible name. (laughs) They went mysteriously dark and almost as if they had disbanded as part of all of this because of all the heat. You know, obviously... President Biden has said, nope, we're going to start cracking down on cybersecurity. This is awful. We're going to start, you know, giving all kinds of stuff to help uh, alleviate the, I mean, it created a ton of turmoil. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I think, a necessary wake up call, but it was also, I mean, I think businesses should be taking care of themselves, but the group went mysteriously quiet. I'm going to read something. I want to get it because mysteriously they disappeared. Then they came back, and on their dark website, um, they they posted a statement. And they said, we are apolitical. We do not participate in geopolitics. Um, We do not need to be tied with a defined government and look for other, our motives. Again, Russian, so probably translated. Um, Our goal, 
is to make money and not creating problems for society. From today, we introduce moderation and check each company that our partners want to encrypt to avoid social consequence in the future. So they've developed this platform, but anybody who uses, because we've talked about before, ransomware is a service. They develop it, but before they will allow the software to effectively activate, it has to go through moderation. So they're doing like an ethical stance where they're saying, you know, we're not going to allow something that like this again to hold up an entire economy. Yeah, it's but. it's so it's actually known that they have already an established code of conduct. And and if you look at their code of conduct, they say they will not authorize attacks against hospitals, funeral homes, or nonprofit organizations. So are they like Robin Hooding ransomware? <laughs> I'm going to blow your mind more. They favor large corporations, which we think that's how Colonial Pipeline got into it. They weren't thinking about the social implications. They primarily target organizations, but they've also been known to donate portions of their profits. To charity? To charities. No way. How crazy is that? I have never rooted for a bad guy before, but also wanted them to go away. I just so it it blows my mind that here we have this organization that pretty much just says we're in this for the money. Yeah, wow. Um, and they have this social conscience. It's, I mean, I'm not going to say they did anything right, but like, I'm very surprised by this. And I don't know that if I was in their industry that I would be apologizing. It is bad to me that the Colonial Pipeline was affected this way. What were they doing? How could they not isolate this? What were they not doing? What were they? Yes. Mm-hmm. How how did it get to those control systems? You're you're, yeah. I I don't even pretend to know what those companies are worth. I'm gonna guess there's billions in the name in the in that amount to not have some type of investment. They they screwed up. Uh, they did not take security service security seriously, and and either they didn't have a cybersecurity officer or they did and the guy was a joke. Um, sorry. Or he couldn't he he couldn't get them to buy anything. I, I honestly I, I feel it, like it's, it's probably more likely that they didn't just they just didn't have one. Because why? Yeah. I just didn't see a need, you know, because people yeah. just don't understand the seriousness. So kills me. Um, but yeah, so now they're amending their code of conduct to say that anything that could impact the social and social consequences because for them they said they didn't want to see people they didn't want to see innocent people affected mm-hmm. they just really wanted to make money yeah wow that's intense i don't know i hope i guess i hope more ransomware company or not because i mean they are ransomware companies do that type of thing they're not affecting hospitals or not but but also like i wish this industry wasn't one of the biggest industries in the globe right the now globe. so well in it's, I don't think you will see anybody else take this stance because, at least as far as the U.S. is concerned, the biggest organizations that we have are healthcare. Yeah. And, and they, they are making lots of money. Oh, yeah. And they have the most risk at, ex, you know, you, you're, you, if you're going to leverage extortion, they are your best target. They Let's got just data be, for days on everybody. And that, and that data is protected data. Mm-hmm. So... You don't want that out, pay up. So I don't. I don't think it's a trend we see, but I think it's an. I think it's an interesting. Uh, they're also known for not targeting certain countries too, which is kind of interesting. 
and, and that's why they think they're Russian because they will not ta- target another Russian company. Like other communist countries specifically? Or? I, I, I wonder if that's what it is. Hmm. But they, but that is part of their, not written in the code that I'd seen, or you know some of the code of conduct that I'd seen. But they're known for not targeting, yeah, very know. specific ones. Okay. You you talk about a company with good PR and good marketing. I, I think this dark side company, everybody's going to secretly be rooting for them. You called them a Robin Hood of sorts. <laughs> yeah, for real though. <laughs> but yeah, so I kind of want to talk about uh, Twitter real quick. Um, but we're also gonna. <laughs> We're also going to talk about Ohio, too, because Ohio's been doing some interesting things. <laughs> O-H-I-O. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for this news. We'll come back to that. We'll touch on Twitter I'm, real I'm, quick. I'm, I'm jittering. Twitter's, Tell me about Twitter. First. Twitter's got two new things. We all, I feel like we always talk about Twitter, but they're always doing something unique and interesting. So they're, for some reason, introducing a service that, and there's no timeline yet, that is a subscription for their for Twitter, basically, for premium features, things like that. And I'm like, ah, you're going to ruin it. <laughs> so they're calling it Twitter Blue, and it's about $3 a month as far as we know. It is likely it's a tiered structure of some sort, so there may be bigger plans, but three is the minimum for now. Um, and this is going to include things like the ability to undo tweets, uh, super following, which is like you know premium content for you know exclusive whatever, ad-free scrolling, and then maybe even a separate charge to even use TweetDeck, which is kind of ridiculous. And if you don't know, TweetDeck is managing multiple accounts and things like that. So that scares me, though. Yeah. Because what that means is is that businesses that want to use this, they're if it starts with TweetDeck, they're going to go to other places. Mm. Basically, they're going to say, if you want to use the API, you're going to have to pay. A mm. little scared about that. But does that... Does that bring people away from Twitter? I don't know. Will something new pop up? Who knows? Social media is just a, a guessing mean, game for some things. If it's legitimate enough, thirty six bucks out of our marketing budget, you know, like yeah, and some people would be happy to pay for something like that. Um, Especially if there's like scheduling tweets and stuff. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's that's tough. And undoing tweets might be nice. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's some celebrities that would really yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> But what does that really mean? You know, you can already delete one, so I don't know. Everybody already screenshots every tweet that every person does, especially yeah. if it's offensive anyway. Exactly. You're not getting away with it. I don't know what the undoing tweets thing does. Well, um, we'll see. Unless it, you know, men in blacks everybody. Like the next time you log into, if you if you viewed that tweet, yeah. you log into Twitter and it's just like, <laughs> boom. <laughs> I don't know. So... The other thing that they did just kind of a couple weeks ago, and I didn't actually hear any news about it, but they, they introduced a tip jar. Okay. Like, you can enable it on your account, and people can send you tips. Just a full-on whatever. So, you know, Bandcamp, you know, pay, PayPal, Patreon, Venmo, whatever. It, you, people can just send you money. So, I, and I, maybe this didn't get tested a lot because I didn't hear about any anything happening, but there's already some security problems with this. Surprise, you brought this up with security <laughs> news, but... For instance, if pay, if you send somebody money via PayPal, th- their receipt has your your full on address that PayPal has associated with you on it, which is like, <laughs> which it's supposed to because if you're charging somebody, they need to know where your registered office is or whatever you want to call that. Like that's I mean that's normal if you're ordering something off of a business. I don't like to order from businesses that don't publish their address on their yeah. website. You know, but like for tips and stuff, I don't know. This is, it, this is it is weird. odd. It is odd. Yeah. So Twitter doesn't take a cut of that at all right now. 
Um, and only creators, journalists, you know, experts and nonprofits and whatnot can receive tips at the moment. Uh, but there's plans to yeah, but get like, a little bigger. I that. mean, what do you have to what do you have to prove to be an expert? Yeah, I feel like I'm an expert. Tip me. As far as I know, that you don't have to be like Twitter verified or anything. I no. haven't seen any of that. I mean, like I'm an expert, right? Yeah, I, I was on a panel once. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the good thing is you can pretty much send it to everybody, but the bad thing is you can pretty much send money to anybody. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So send me money, and uh, that way I can retire early. It's weird. Um, you can hear my antics. I'll just start posting to Twitter every day. You guys can hear my antics. And you, I actually don't hate this idea. I do think there's a lot of people that provide a lot of knowledge. Now, admittedly, I do think if you are smart, then you've probably figured out a way to monetize that. Yeah, um, hopefully. But, but I'm not... Um, I, I don't think I hate this idea. It's better than the subscription service they're coming out with. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. Re, I'm gonna reserve because I could be genius. It. We'll talk about it again. I'm sure. So. But um, but I'm not sure that I. I understand it. You're I, you're an ad driven platform. Yeah, I feel like though people will pay for a, a non ad, you know, scrolling experience. So that maybe makes sense. But I don't know if if you're talking tweet deck and undoing tweets and these weird features then but tell me you're not going to make fun of somebody when you find out that they pay for twitter, pay for twitter yeah <laughs> for three uh, bucks a month i don't know we'll see i'm like hey this is this is crazy are you are you in twitter blue and you're like uh, maybe maybe they'd probably be making fun of it and then all of a sudden you're like but that does look kind of nice <laughs> oh stop it it's like you work for every other place that tries to sell me something <laughs> Well, this one has orange paint. Ooh. Sold. <laughs> Stupid. Done. So another little bit that uh, I found interesting was that AT&T and Discovery are basically combining Ooh, forces. I heard about this. Into a huge media company. So we talked uh, last time about Verizon getting out of the media game. Yeah, they don't see the value. They want to focus on being a uh, terrible wireless provider. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so AT&T, who's... Also, kind of a bad, a wireless terrible wireless provider. provider. <laughs> but, they but they also, do other but they also have a terrible internet service and mm. a terrible cable TV service. Um, well, they own Warner completely, so yeah. And they did manage to get Warner. That was a big deal. Yeah, if we remember, that was a huge deal. They they thought that was going to get wrapped up in antitrust. Oh yeah, but they've joined forces with Discovery, and they're bringing out a huge media platform. So we don't know anything yet. There's no name, but it will be plug publicly traded. Uh, and I think how the math works out, the company will start in debt somehow. <laughs> Most of them do, yeah. yeah. So I, I think this is interesting, and I'm wondering who is getting off for the best. And and I forget AT and T does own a number of you know smaller streaming services, don't they? And in, in streaming type or media platforms, but Discovery is one of those under the radar type of companies they're surprisingly big they're big but you don't realize how big they are mm -hmm. until you well admittedly until i subscribe to discovery plus oh yeah now admittedly i've kind of it's kind of run its personal course but mike Rowe, i love mike Rowe. oh yeah um and uh he had a show on there we watched it and binge through it and i binge through some like um there's a guy who makes sweet pools like custom pools. It's a guy that makes tree houses. 
Um, I think it's called Treehouse Masters. In fact, they consulted on in Toledo. We have effectively in the parks, we have those treehouse yeah. hotel things you can, like, that, you, rent. that you can rent those. They consulted on them. Oh. Um, What's interesting, though, is that Discovery's got all these shows and licenses and the, the streaming service themselves, but there's going to be a new company entirely, and this is actually going to be headed up by the CEO of Discovery at the moment. It, it is... It, but it is like, cool. Like I don't know what's happening here. I yeah. you almost feel like because it's isn't it AT and T is is AT and T seems like it's yeah it's going to be backing this you know new enterprise. So I don't know what what they're going to be looking. Maybe it's like reality TV focus. Maybe it's you know. But if they rebrand how Discovery Plus is and can include some of AT and T's assets, yeah, it could be pretty pretty big. It'll be massive. Mm-hmm. Be kind of like what what I consider sort of HBO Max's become they've struck so many deals and during the time of covid mm-hmm. you can watch fresh movies yeah. you know you know first run release might be kind of cool oh i just i just peeked at the notes griff and finally the next one the vaximillion <laughs> so ohio's doing i think the biggest i've i've looked i mean shots for beers and stuff like that are pretty They're small everywhere we've got the the biggest out Dun- uh, not dunkin donuts uh, although maybe dunkin donuts uh crispy cream is doing stuff cream, yeah yeah, yeah. This is the biggest outreach campaign that I've seen for vaccination awareness. I think it's like Florida or something's doing like a you get you get lifetime supply of Shake Shack or something like that. They're just partnering with brands basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. I, I think it's I think it's fun. I'm glad to see some of that stuff. But Ohio has partnered with well, the Ohio Lottery, so not really partnering, but <laughs> utilizing their uh, their lottery and saying for five weeks we're going to give away one million dollars every Wednesday to somebody who has gotten at least one shot. Just need one. Just need one. Get your first shot in. you got to be 18 years older, obviously, as well. Um, but that, there's a clause there, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll let you get there. Uh, 18 years or older and um, have been basically, you can either register, be registered to vote or um, apply online, and you are good to win. But 12 to 17-year-olds will actually get basically a full ride to any Ohio College or yeah. uh, university. If you're if you're if you're state if you go to a state school in Ohio, you do have to be an Ohio register uh, re- uh, resident. Yeah, resident. Um, but that does mean that if you are outside of Ohio and, and going shot, to school or still something, good. you're still okay. You just you do technically have to be an Ohio resident. Yep. Um, so if you are going to ironically, if you're going to school, is one of the things I. If you're going to school in another state and you win. You Which I, I guess that would be the million because if you're already in college, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be eligible. Unless you're like 17, yeah. somehow. But to to just sort of help that final push to get us back to normal because, yeah, excitingly, the governor said, you know, um, I think we're at that part where the people who want to get the vi- uh, the, uh, the 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 virus who people this is why we computer people shouldn't talk <laughs> medical, but if you want to get the vaccine, most people have. most people if, have if you've had the opportunity. Yep. Um, if you're not going to get the vaccine, then why push? We know we know your stance. We see your Facebook posts. Um, <laughs> Shots fired. If you're on the, but if you're on the fence, mm-hmm. hey, go do it. This is a good thing. Great incentive. And and your math is well, because what did we say? Was it forty percent? We looked this up the other day when they announced this. Yeah. For, right now, they're saying only forty percent of Ohioans have at least one. Have at least one, yeah. which you know, based on registrations There's, and stuff like that, we got twelve million people in Ohio. You take out 
you know, 40% and use that. And then versus say, the Powerball, which is a multi-state lottery. Mm-hmm. You actually have pretty solid odds and you're keeping yourself safe. Yeah. And you're keeping others safe. And there's five draws. Five drawings. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, um, the chances are pretty good <laughs> compared it, to the lottery. <laughs> it, it, this is where this yeah, is. Yeah. I do have my hilarity of the people who are up at arms because the to me, I'm going to typecast and stereotype a little bit, but the people who I associate with playing the lottery without regard to how math and statistics works, all of a sudden are yeah. also sort of the same people who don't want the vaccine. Our statistics majors now. <laughs> all of a sudden have figured out the math. Yeah. And I just want to sit here and go, you're going to sit there with your Powerball ticket it's and you're going to talk to me. You ever been stuck behind somebody at the cash and carry or the little carry out over here? Spend a bunch of money on lottery tickets. And well, and then like, they, they sit over here and they scratch and yeah. then they come back in. Okay, I won $20, so give me $20 more in tickets. And that's just what they, that's their game. Yeah. Um, so it makes me laugh that these are now the people who are like, well, you know, statistically. Yes, I know statistically. But here's the deal. You spent $20 on that, on I, that scratcher. I got a free vaccination for a deadly virus. And I got a free, yes. <laughs> I don't understand your game, man. <laughs> I think this is just really to try to push people over the edge. Um, there is some public outrage regarding this um, because obviously it's we have $5 million. And then nationally it's kind of getting some attention because – um, it's actually part of a coro- uh, Corona relief. Pa- it's actually federal dollars. Oh yeah, but wh- where would those federal dollars go if this wasn't happening? And how small of a drop in the bucket is this compared to what would it be? This is a great if question. People didn't get vaccinated, and and somehow Ohio has not needed to use this. is This is the result because they were they this were given this money. This yeah. is. And we haven't needed to dip into and five this. million is not a lot if you're looking at all of the the, the all of the government the spending and everything. This, yeah. yeah, everything that's going on with this pandemic, five million dollars yeah. is, is is nothing. People but, need to visualize the the financial aspect of some of this stuff because it's. But it's, people <laughs> people got to have a reason to be mad. Yeah, it's the Facebooks. I'm excited about it. So if you are in Ohio, and um, you know, I, I guess. I'm going to come out and pretty much say it this way. I, I very much, uh, and hopefully our team knows this, I'm a respecter of your decisions. You know, I just, I want everybody to make an informed decision. And, you know, for me, that informed decision is that the right answer was uh, t- to get vaccinated. And my phone service, my phone, my 5G has never been better. I don't know if it's related or not. But it's all the microchips. It's all the microchips. But how would they produce uh, microchips with the semiconductor shortage? <laughs> it's just crazy. It well, where do you think sense. the semiconductor shortage actually came oh, from? Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> but, I, but I strongly say if you are on the fence, I am terrible with shots. Um, it was not a big deal. Um, it actually was great. Everybody that I've talked to has just talked about just sort of this camaraderie and support system that the health, like people understand yeah. that people are coming out of the woodworks. And we're able to open up yeah. because of our dedication to wanting to make sure that we take care of our own health as well as the health of others. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're on the fence, hopefully something like this is just the push that you need to be like, look, that shot in the arm could be worth a million bucks. And, yeah, uh, and why and why not? You're You're... You're doing something good. You're doing something good for yourself. You're doing something good for your society. Um, but I also say, 
I get it. If you're concerned about safety, you know, it is hard to believe that something that is launched in November is being pushed, but it's, it's also had millions of people, um, across the globe. A lot of these have, have, uh, have been used. And so far the safety record for something that is supposedly rushed, um, has been pretty flawless. You know, I know J and J had their little hiccup there. (laughs) Six people. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it was 13 was the the final, final. total. Mm. Um, but the biggest issues that they had with that is that um, I, I think there were three fatalities that came about from it. Um, but most of those fatalities were because your natural instinct for a doctor is to use a, a drug called heparin to break up blood clots. And actually, in the case of this this side effect, that is the worst thing that you can do. Mm. So unfortunately, that's what they were trying to figure out is, is there any links that they can do? But more importantly, to make sure that the medical community knows that if they see this Not and they to, know that the person's yeah. had the, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, don't use heparin. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that increases the chance of survival. And so mm. I'm excited that uh, that we get to that we get to do this. You know, we're getting ready after we stop recording here. Um, Lighthouse this year celebrates our 10-year anniversary, and we had looming over the top of our heads. We always wanted to do something big, and it was looking like we weren't going to be able to. Yes, in-person stuff still pretty difficult to achieve. And and now it looks like we have the opportunity to celebrate with those that have gotten us here. Yeah. And and it's it's because of, of things like this vaccine, and it's because people took it seriously. You know, the there's a sizable majority that took it seriously and and I'm thankful for that. And, you know, I am thankful for the thorns in the side because we should scrutinize things. I just hope that, um, I hope that those that are scrutinizing it do so from a place of, you know, intellect and they don't use, they don't use it as a, I don't want to do this. Well, it's pretty easy to apply, though, so you can go to OhioVaxAmilia.com. No hyphens, no nothing. It's all one word. Go there. You fill out the simple form. It was phenomenal. And uh, and register once. You're in the drawing for all five. Boom. Theoretically, you should be good if you register to vote, but I didn't if you register, <laughs> If you register to vote and you ha- because they took your driver's license. Yeah, they should be able to yeah. link it up, but. But I'm with you. I, I, if I was gonna I'm both, get, but, like, I don't know. I, if I was going to get <laughs> shot in the arm, if I was going to go through this. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, I think they announced it right at the time I had scheduled mine. So I was like, all right, cool. Cause, uh, my anxiety as I was driving, I was just going, do I do this? <laughs> do I just tell people I did it? <laughs> oh, million dollars. Now nah, you get in there. You take that shot like a Heck man. Yeah. <laughs> well, next week, uh, 26th, that'll be the first drawing. So, so if there's no podcast in two weeks, it's because either Griff and I won the first one. You may want to keep an eye on that. Yeah, they, they are, like, publicly giving away the names, too, so I'm very surprised by that. Whatever. Yeah. But the, the lottery, I'm pretty sure you don't have to, so. That is interesting. I didn't yeah. actually think about that. That's interesting. They're giving out my address, too? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. I'm worried. <laughs> my social security number. The social security number of this person wins. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think... I mean, I, I think that's where we I think that's where we end is one we ended on a soapbox, yeah, and we ended on a million dollars. So what a great marketing can it's marketing and a soapbox. I, I think we tap out there. <laughs> Probably I think we, good. Yep. 
Griff, it's been enjoyable to uh, to catch up with you and kind of chat some of this stuff. There's a lot of fascinating things going on. Um, for those of you at home, continue to be safe. If you're from Ohio, June 2nd, we get to start seeing some normalcy coming back, and we're all excited about it, you know. But do take care of yourself. Take care of your own health. We look forward to making through all of this. And hopefully, if you're nearby, you get to celebrate with us as we get to do, get to say, look, a decade in July of people <laughs> in Ohio, <laughs> a decade of, of, of service to our clients, um, uh, of clients putting up with of, of our shenanigans. So yeah. it'll be great. All right. Well, with that, uh, on behalf of Griffin and I'm Matt, I hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time on the Lighthouse IT Solutions Podcast.